Welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. I'm your host, Lonnie Swain. I'm a media veteran, digital content creator, and strategist. My career has required many cross-country relocations from my hometown of New Orleans to Baltimore, St. Louis, Chicago, Dallas, back to New Orleans, and now Miami, Florida. The purpose of this show is to remind you that everyone has to go through something to get somewhere. I lead personal and professional development conversations in hopes of inspiring you to live your best and most authentic lives. And just a reminder, I always love to know what you think about the podcast, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the show. All right, on this episode, we're going to talk about something that I'm sure all of us have experienced in some form or another and at some point or another, unfortunately, it's burnout. So joining me is Jenny D. Bryce. Jenny believes in the power of personal narratives to radically reshape one's life, relationships and experiences. Her mission is to elevate and encourage the practice of self-realization through awareness, acceptance, compassion, communication and appreciation with the knowledge that people are genuinely doing the best they can with the mindsets and resources they have. Jenny is a clinically trained psychotherapist specializing in the treatment of individuals, couples, and families. She is core skills certified and trained in emotionally focused couples therapy and level one trained in Gottman Method couples therapy. She is also a level two Reiki practitioner, a 13-year public health professional, and passionate wellness enthusiast. Her aim is to support clients in vibrant higher in all aspects of their human experience by helping them improve the quality of the tools within their reach. From the concrete and analytical to the experiential and spiritual, Jenny utilizes an integrative approach to cultivate healing. Thank you so much for being with me today, Jenny. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. My pleasure. So I'll give y'all the little backstory. Jenny was conducting a breakout session at Well Summit in Brooklyn this year. Unfortunately, I was not able to attend her breakout session, but I was like, she seems so awesome. And the topic was burnout with entrepreneurs. So I was like, oh my God, I want to talk about that on my podcast. So that's how I learned about Jenny D. Bryce. And I'm so happy to have her here today to share her information with you. So I think burnout Burnout can be a very generic term. How would you define what burnout is so that someone could properly recognize it? This is a really good question because I think it is something that we throw around, but there's a clinical understanding of what it looks like. So okay. burnout is essentially like when we think about something burning out, it's fizzling out. So the energy that once was there um, is no longer. And so when we, we talk about burnout, you know, what are we really talking about? It comes with a list of symptoms. And traditionally, that word was utilized in the health space. So people that were in social services, that were in helping fields, um, that term was pretty much utilized to discuss events that people were seeing. So they were more prone to burnout because you're using yourself consistently, you know, social workers, um, doctors, nurses. And so burnout was initially kind of used in that way. But like we were talking about earlier, yes, everyone is susceptible to burnout. And so it happens on a continuum. Um, it's really defined as a chronic state of stress and frustration. Mm. It can lead to insomnia, chronic fatigue, chest pains, difficulty breathing, headaches, stomach pain, illness. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. There's been associated frequency of colds and weakens your immune function, loss of appetite. So we're really talking about a complete disruption of life. Yeah. Um, right. And the part of it that is really concerning to 
me because it has become a little bit of a buzzword is the part where it's a, a feeling of uh, apathy, helplessness, and hopelessness. It affects mm. your productivity and your performance. There's a loss of enjoyment, pessimism, mm-hmm. isolate. I mean, there's it's basically like there's elements of depression. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, I was going to say. It sounded yes. a lot like depression. So I was going to say, how do you distinguish, especially with your clients, like, okay, this is just burnout or this is like full-blown depression? And depression has a specific clinical criteria in terms of how long you've been feeling this way and exactly the circumstances. And so I don't necessarily focus on defining it as depression or burnout. But what I do say is you're reaching your capacity to continue on this way. So something has to change. And Mm -hmm. right. And so burnout can lead to depression. Mm -hmm. And um, typically what I'll start to do, it'll come up around people's work and their jobs. And so then I'll start to read off some of the symptoms. Like when you go in, you're not excited anymore. You're feeling very resentful. They're like, yes, yes, that's me. That's me. Uh (laughs) No, things that happen in the workplace don't stay in the workplace. Right. You know, we're whole people. And so that's when we begin to say, well, what what needs to change? How can it change? What is what has led to the state? What's happening for you? How are you Mm -hmm. processing this? Gotcha. Um, So it really opens up the conversation. Mm -hmm. And now when we were emailing back and forth, I was making my assumptions that preventing burnout was largely due to like boundary setting. And you said that Mm -hmm. you have somewhat of a a plot twist approach to (laughs) handling burnout. So can you explain that a little bit? Yes. So The motivation for that was when I was asked to do this presentation on burnout um, for this population, it's a wellness population. And so a conversation a friend and I um, had really highlighted the fact that, you know, I'm going to go in here and I'm probably going to say a lot of things that these women and men have heard before. And I'm going to give tips. I'm going to give maybe some case presentations, but ultimately I'm not I'm probably not presenting anything new. And Mm -hmm. we have two rules in in the therapy world as a psychotherapist. The first rule is don't sleep with your clients. Second rule is... (laughs) That's a good rule. (laughs) That's a good rule, right? Second rule is we don't really give advice because we know that advice doesn't really work. People Mm -hmm. don't generally follow advice. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times we address the underlying how and why of the situation and we allow our clients to come up with their own solutions because when it comes from them, it has more sticking power. Of course, we do guidance and sometimes we offer advice if we feel like the client's ready, but generally it's about discovering. Mm-hmm. And so I had a list of really amazing th- things that I had kind of put together. I was like, you know, in order to avoid burnout, you know, seeking a collective or a mentor. So having meaningful conversations and feedback, reducing isolation that can help prevent burnout. You know, seeking to have a sense of harmony versus this idea of balance. When we think of balance, it's like all things being equal and that's not realistic. And Mm -hmm. so really looking to achieve a sense of satisfaction and assigning a value ranking to, well, this is more important in this moment than this other thing. And so I have this is more value heavy for me. So if that means spending time with your kids and taking a little bit of time from work, because we Mm -hmm. also know with entrepreneurs or people that are very passionate about their work, Sometimes 90% of your energy is spent in that space, and yet it's still very fulfilling. You still feel right. very satisfied, mm-hmm. right? So if you kind of have a, a metric of satisfaction, then you can you can feel it. You know, when you're starting to get into that space of feeling resentful or stuck, you're like, okay, 
I need to kind of switch it up. Right. Um, so I had a couple of things to having a wellness plan, protecting your energy, which does include having boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so boundaries within yourself, boundaries with the things that you say yes to and the things you say no to and the things you say maybe to and the changing your mind, tending to your mental and emotional garden. So I had a bunch of different things. And then I started saying, you know, I don't honestly believe it's any of these things that specifically contribute to burnout, I started to think about it in narrative form. And I was like, there's actually a cycle to burnout. Mm. And as I sat sat down, I thought about it a little bit more. It's like, you know, there's a whole process and I've seen it over and over again. So I basically created a four-step burnout cycle. I'm calling it the Bryce burnout cycle. Love it. I'm not 100% sure about that yet. But. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's where we're headed for now, Ani. Okay. Um, and so essentially what I start to realize is that the first step in approaching burnout is we have our emotions, with, which are our signaling system. Mm-hmm. That's just the matter of the way we are built, right? It's, the, it's part of the human experience and privilege to have feelings and emotions that let us know what's going on in our minds and what's going on in our environment. So what we start to do, the first thing we do is we distract and we justify. So distract and justify at this stage in the cycle, you're distancing your awareness and attention away from your emotions. You start to replace feeling with doing and intellectualizing. So the part of you that you can feel it, you can hear it, that something needs to change. And so you're just kind of like, okay, later, I've got it. Well, this is what entrepreneurs do. So, you know, it's just part of the hustle or whoever. This is just what I need Mm -hmm. to do. And so you just begin to distance yourself from what the emotion is trying to tell you. And so in this way, you just start to kind of put it to the side. Mm -hmm. And then after doing that for a while, our emotions do what they're designed to do. They ramp up because they figure like, well, she must not hear me. So let's go ahead, everybody. Let's go ahead and just (laughs) turn up the volume, turn up the volume. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when that happens, we have another response where we override and we numb and we begin to desensitize ourselves towards those signals. We literally push the mute button. And so Mm -hmm. that's when we become like just totally like dissociated with our emotions. A lot of times people are mistaken for resilience. Like you can just take so much. We know. um, I don't know if you've ever seen this documentary, but it's about there's a, pop, a small population of people who don't have the proper nerve endings or the proper um, nerve function. And so mm. they're able they basically harm themselves often, like they'll chew through their cheeks. One little oh, girl no. out her eyes that they don't feel pain. Wow. They don't feel their Yes. Yeah, so they're completely desensitized to pain. And we Is this on Netflix? Comfort. You can find document? it on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a, you can find, I don't, I came across this a long time. I've actually used it in therapy in session because I try to, mm. you know, support my clients in being friends with their difficult emotions, with all of their, mm-hmm. with the range of their emotions. And I say, Hey, essentially they're doing what you've, they've been designed to do. And so when we don't have those sensors, we are more likely to injure ourselves without knowing. And so when we do the override and numb, we yeah. literally just put ourselves in a position to for self-harm, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. eventually after some time, the system, again, in an effort to protect you, there's a break. It can no longer tolerate the pressure. It manifests in physical symptoms, mental health crisis, relationship breakdown. Essentially, these emotions in the system does whatever it needs to do to try to preserve you, even if it appears that it's to your detriment. And so the break can look different for different people. It can be more mild. It can be more dramatic. It could be fatal. And so that break, when that break happens, there's no going back. The floodgates open. 
Mm -hmm. So from there, the final step of that cycle is repairing and healing. And so that is journeying back towards realignment, understanding of self. This is where in hindsight, you can reflect on, yo, what just happened? Like, how did this happen? Why did Mm -hmm. this happen? Mm -hmm. And so part of that is just cultivating forgiveness, empathy, growth, and hopefully it continues and, you know, you begin to be more mindful of those signals. But oftentimes we go right back into the cycle. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you repeat the cycle a few times until you, you really start to pay attention. I don't know if I've met a founder yet that doesn't have a burnout cycle story like Ariana mm-hmm. Huffington, right? You know, her story mm-hmm. where she basically collapsed and then she completely shifted her mm-hmm. priorities. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. so that's my two cents on the matter. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to also say, too, in regards to the desensitizing portion where we're numbing, I did a podcast about a 60 day detox that I took and just realizing how much, especially when you're saying, OK, I'm not drinking, I'm not smoking weed, I'm not having sex, I'm not doing anything. And then you start to notice in other people, you know, the people how every day it's like, oh, I just got off work. I I need a drink every single day. You need a drink or every single day you're taking Advil, Tylenol and every other drug because you have a headache every single day when you leave work. And it's just kind of like you don't even realize because that becomes your normal and you don't even realize that you're doing all of these things just to get through the day. And yeah, if you could maybe touch on that just briefly about some of the things you've seen people do that they might not recognize as numbing tactics. Absolutely. You are hitting the nail on the head because as humans, <laughs> we we are made to adapt. You know, mm-hmm. it, it really reminds me of this. I don't know if you've heard this before. It's the story about like uh, the frog who's in hot water. Basically, the frog is in the pot and with frogs, As the temperature increases, they adapt. They adapt Mm. their body temperature. They just kind of morph. And then next thing you know, it's too late. They're gone. Mm -hmm. They're dead. Right? Mm -hmm. Because they've Mm -hmm. adapted, they've adapted, they've adapted and didn't have the sense, you know, enough, um, didn't have the wherewithal to say, hey, this is problematic. Right. I shouldn't be adapting to this. (laughs) Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, People do a whole host of things in this numbing and overriding stage because they're trying so hard to distance themselves from the thing that they're being called to do. And there's so much struggle and it's so stressful. And so Mm -hmm. drinking is one of them. One that is more subtle is is really interesting because I have, um, that's a whole story. I'm going to put a pin (laughs) on that. But one that's more subtle (laughs) is... One of the ways people distance themselves and numb is they intellectualize their feelings. They intellectualize things. They try to, you know, they've used that very pragmatic lens Mm -hmm. of um, just normalizing certain things. So drinking, sleeping, procrastinating, using their anger. So, you know, they'll lash out at other people when it's really, you know, when they're not able to kind of address what's going on for them. A lot of it, I I feel like, especially if you're a certain type of person, a lot of it is just internal. Like there's a lot of critical thoughts and downing yourself and Mm -hmm. just emotional turmoil. Mm -hmm. But yes, we engage in a lot of external activities to 
continue to keep us separated from listening to what's going on within. Mm-hmm. Some people might even turn towards like religion or some type of dogma, kind of give them a sense of guidance. Or so, it, I mean, there's the human humans are so creative. There's no like, there's no limitations on the tools that we'll use to right. get away from our feelings. Exactly, exactly. So if someone is listening right now and they're saying, oh my gosh, I've been doing all of that <laughs> every mm-hmm. single day. I think I might have burnout. Would you say that there are any like three tips to kind of start unraveling that process, pull themselves out of the burnout? Okay, so here's part two of the cycle. So I think the first thing is noticing what are your narratives um, around life? Basically, what is the story that you're telling yourself about your existence? And Mm -hmm. With respect to burnout, I came up with a few archetypes. There's actually four. So I think if you can identify yourself in any of these, then one, you can begin to have a little bit more understanding about your motivations. Mm -hmm. Two, it can cultivate a little bit more empathy about, you know, when I say that we're all doing the best we can with the tools we have, I 100% mean it. No Mm -hmm. part of any behavior that people undertake is really in an effort to sabotage or hurt themselves or to um, throw themselves under the bus. We do want the best for ourselves. Sometimes there are parts of us that don't know how to make that happen or we have outdated information on what that looks like. We just haven't been taught. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's almost like um, there are parts of us that are very linear. It's like, oh, when when I think about this thing, it hurts me. I don't want you to feel hurt. Therefore, <laughs> I'm going to take it like it's very simple. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to think about that. <laughs> I'm not going to think about that. I won't go towards that or I won't have that conversation. Little do we know that we're just adding more fuel to that fire. But in that moment, you know, that's the um, rationale. And so it's up to us then to be able to have that mindset to say, hold on a minute. It's not as linear as it seems. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other conversation as well. So. I think there are some archetypes that are more at a higher risk for burnout. And so the four that I've come up with, the first one is the enoughness deficit. I know it's like a mouthful, but I'm a Virgo. And so typically I like to have everything polished before I put it out. But I'm practicing Mm -hmm. sharing things that are still in development because I feel like they have value. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to practice what I preach. Yeah, and so. you don't have to explain to me because I'm a Virgo too, so it makes all the sense yes. of the world. <laughs> When's your birthday? When's your birthday? Nine twenty. Okay, and I'm August twenty fourth. Amber yes. Wright from um from the Well Summit. Amber Wright, the communication yes, coach. She's awesome. a Virgo also. She's I knew it. I knew it. I was yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was telling September my fifth. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This makes <laughs> so all the sense in the world. <laughs> yes. Us Virgos are on point. <laughs> we are. We're passionate. We want to yes. make sure that everything is articulated in the spirit in which we would like it to be received. So Yes. 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 So sorry. Um, As you were saying, Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> So the first one I I've, um, I recognized or the first one I started thinking about was this enoughness deficit. So that sounds like my value is my value and self-worth are measured by my accomplishments and contributions. And I need that external validation. So if that's the narrative that you have subconsciously, then it's going to be really hard for you to 
pay attention to your signals that are saying, hey, you need to pull back. Hey, you need some time. Hey, this doesn't feel really good because you are counting on that external validation to boost you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if everything that you're doing is trying to fill your enough cup, then you're just going to keep striving, striving, striving. So it's going to be really really easy for you to override. Um, The other type is this distorted resilience archetype. So a very kind of distorted understanding of what resilience really means. So this sounds like if it feels this hard, then I must be doing it right. So Mm -hmm. this idea that like success and being a value in the world comes with a very, very high cost. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've learned about resilience is the idea of resilience means being able to withstand a certain amount of pressure because you're able to flow and bend with it. Like resilience literally indicates a level of bounce. Like you bounce back. Like if you're rigid and hard like that's you're not bouncing you're breaking I used to be (laughs) I used to be like the resilience queen like you know this is what resilience look like you gotta be able to you gotta you gotta be tough you have to be able to handle things no tears team no emotions Mm -hmm. like right in this field is just (laughs) emotion (laughs) just the idea that emotions were like things that just got in the way of you getting stuff done like yeah I think that's a Virgo thing too it's like I agree suck it up and do it but we seem tough on the outside but we're really the biggest softies but we just you know push through the emotions and 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 don't acknowledge them that i think that's a typical that's a virgo motto push through like Mm -hmm. what's the point Mm -hmm. (sighs) i tell you (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah just this idea of like when things are hard that means they're going well um Mm -hmm. And so then, um, and I, I'm going to go more into depth with these. Um, I'm working on like an ebook and a workbook. And so I'm really excited about that. So I'm going to go into more and break them down. The f- third type I identified was a scarcity archetype. And so this type is constantly running away from something rather than marching towards something that they want. So they're constantly kind of looking at their back, like I'm never going back to eating ramen noodles. Like you'll never catch me in the, pro-. like just <laughs> constantly <laughs> this, mm-hmm. this feeling fear right so they're running for their lives they're out here hustling like they gonna make it and so for them paying attention to their alarms and their needs it's going to be really difficult because there's a party that feels like i don't deserve that i haven't earned it i haven't worked hard enough yet mm-hmm. so i can't i can't sit down you know team no sleep and so when you have that scarcity mindset you're just always you know afraid that it's going to be taken from you And so you always have to, your fight or flight is just on because you're like, I got to be ready. Right. And then the last one is the Batman or savior archetype, which is if I don't do it, who will? Only I can save Gotham. And Mm so it has like this, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it kind of has these martyr themes to it where it's like, I got to do this because, you know, these people are counting on me. I can't let X, Y, Z down. And I got to make it for the culture, for the family. And so there's this huge internalized sense of um, responsibility, which more likely than not, yes, part of that may be true, but a lot of times it's a narrative or it's an expectation that you put on yourself. Right. So you derive your sense of value from how much you can, how much value you can be to other people. Like that's how you see yourself. 
And so mm-hmm. being able to just be a little bit selfish and focus on you feels really, really hard. And so when those signals come up, you're like, yeah, nah, I can't. Not right now. Someone needs me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I can see myself in all of those archetypes. Yes, <laughs> they are not mutually exclusive. And I hope that everyone can feels that same way that we we all have parts that will hit in those categories. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so very much, Jenny. This was very helpful. If someone wants to learn more, if they want to be on your email list so they can be the first to know when the eBooks come out, how can they reach you online? You can go to Jenny Be My Therapist on Instagram, as well as Facebook. You can also reach me via my website, which is JennyDBryce.com. And sign up, put your email in there. You will be the first to know. I will notify you. And um, I also have some free content. I created a worksheet for Well Summit that I'm, I can't wait to share with the world. And it's complimentary and it really breaks down how can we do a little bit more self-care. It breaks down based on a wellness plan, essentially. So it starts with identifying who's in your tribe, who can you turn to in different situations, which friend you can turn to for what, when, because every friend ain't for everything. And it's good right. for you to know that in your moment of need. <laughs> yes. and, and then it highlights your needs and um, attachment needs and language you can use to express your feelings. And I can send you a copy as well, Lonnie, if you'd like to post that. I would, I would yes. like to send that to you as well and to your listeners. Awesome. Let's do it. Thank uh, you so yay. very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Please visit my website, LonnieSwain.com, where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, check out companion blog posts, show notes, and lots of other cool stuff. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Buzzsprout, CastBox, Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and my website. I love and appreciate all of your feedback, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with at least three people who you think would enjoy it too or benefit from the information. Until next time, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Talk to you soon.